Welcome back, everybody. Kaplan and crew with you in 2024. But we will start with just the crew, myself and Browner today. Scott will be back on Monday. He's taking an extended vacation. But we're back today. Before we get to today's show, which there's plenty to talk about, we got to thank our magnificent sponsors that are with us once again in the year of 2024. We'll start off with Tori Holistics. Why? Because they have a new promo code and you need to know it and you get to need to learn it and you need to keep it in your brain because y'all are going to be messaging me nonstop. What's the new promo code? What's the new promo code? Better Bud. Better Bud is the promo code. And you could always go to Kaplan and Crew, click that link to Tori. It'll take you straight to the Tori Holistics Great Friends website. 20% off when you spend a minimum of $75. Shout out to Tori Holistics for getting a lot of us through the holiday season by being open every single day. New promo code, better buzz. Seven Mile Casino, proudly, again, sponsors the show. SevenMileCasino.com, just minutes away from downtown San Diego. And right off the five freeway with all your favorite table games, with a Sammy's restaurant and bar, a smoke-free environment. Seven Mile Casino, thank you for sticking around and always being such a great partner to the show. SevenMileCasino.com. Uh, of course, Gary Cooper, Mount Trust Realty, MountTrustRealty.com. If you're looking to buy a home, you're looking to sell a home, there's only one man to call, and that's Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. Price Picks is back here, never left, and it's Taco Tuesday, and they are doing a John Morant discounted special. I believe his points are more or less 22.5 for today's Taco Tuesday. PricePicks.com. Slash great friends when you sign up for pricepicks.com using that landing page, they will match your deposit up to $100. Your first deposit up to $100, and you can follow along, play with us. We play every single day, more or less. It's very easy more points, more rebounds, less rebounds, more assists. It is a very easy game, and it is very fun. And it is legal in California. If you did not know that yet, it is very legal in California. And finally, Mushroom Life with a Y. L-Y-F-E, mushroomlife.com. Go check them out. Um, listen, you all know when Browner's on the show, he's not lying. He takes this stuff. I've taken this stuff. It is great. Mushroomlife.com. They have like skincare products. They have coffee. They have tinctures. They have edible gummies. They have so much stuff to help you get through your day. Uh, so give them, a, give them a check. Go check them out. Excuse me. Mushroom Life with a Y. L-Y-F-E. All right. That's good for now. Let's go start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Kaplan and Crew in 2024. Myself, Alex Padilla, and John Brown are with you guys today. Just the crew as Scott takes an extended vacation, but we're here. We got you going. I did ask to take this week off too, but I was told, you know, it'd be good if we have someone do the show. So I was like, all right, I'll take, I'll take a little less. You're on the wrong mic. That's the way to start the show. I don't know what happened to you, but uh, you were on the right mic and now you're on the wrong mic, but Hey, we're all coming back from vacation. We're all like getting back. I haven't sat in this chair in about a week. So it feels weird to even be sitting here in front of a camera, talking in front of a microphone again. But here we are. We are brought to you by Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Just minutes away from downtown San Diego, right off the 5 freeway, with all of your favorite table games, a smoke-free environment, a Sammy's restaurant and bar, and plenty of TVs to watch whatever game is on that night. 
uh, Seven Mile Casino. Go check them out, sevenmilecasino.com. Shout out to them for, for being with us again through 2024. Much love and much appreciated. And remember, it's all supposed to be fun. So if you have any sort of problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Browner, uh, welcome back. First of all, it's good to see you. Uh, we we texted a little bit here and there, but I tried to just stay away from everything. I wanted it all to be fresh. But you and Scott right. were very much sexting about whatever sports you were watching that I wasn't watching because I unplugged completely until yesterday. My yesterday was the first time I sat down and I watched a game in about a week. So how are you, my friend? Happy New Year. I'm good, man. It's happy to be back. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the 2024 era of the Kaplan and Cruz show, starting how we left off. Scott not here, doing <laughs> yeah. Scott stuff. Yeah, But nevertheless, we intend to do the same thing we've always do. Bring you entertainment, bring you fun, and, and, and move forward. Dude, we missed a lot. A lot of stuff happened. I think in the week we've been off, we had some local controversy. We had some local people responding to things Scott has said. We've had, which I will let him take care of that big seals got talked about on the the fox sports sunday show and then there was also sports and sports mm. and sports and then last night happened so it we missed a lot we missed a lot but it was yeah. a time much needed all for everybody i'm not shocked that you haven't sat in that chair in a week i'm not shocked that mm -hmm. you didn't watch a game until last night mm -hmm. i can't help myself i'm like uh i got i'm a junkie I got to yeah. watch. I got to. And now because the prize picks, I got a bet. Mm -hmm. I had a big one last night. I thought I was going to be cooking with this Washington, Texas game. And Texas just, you know, let me down. But nevertheless, yeah. it's fun watch. Yeah, dude, I, uh, I, I watched some football on Sunday. And I did say, oh, I was making the joke like, oh, happy opening day. Because I did watch about five minutes of that Laker game on Christmas. Um, but that team is in shambles because their head coach is terrible. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, he, I've been that telling team, you no, since correction. It, 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 that team is terrible. The team is terrible. The the people who the Lakers and this will be very short. The Lakers gave guys chances and they they and they haven't been able to take advantage of those chances and now they look bad. Yeah. So now the yeah. Lakers management looks bad. The Lakers the Lakers the moves that they made look really really bad. Which then in turn mm -hmm. somebody has to pay for this and it'll be the coach. It'll be the coach. Yeah, so on was it we we our last show here was the twenty second, I believe, and the Vikings played the Lions in Week sixteen. It was like like a must win game for them, uh, and they just you know did what they do, and you know I, that's when I decided you know what you know what man I'm not gonna finish twenty twenty three by watching Nick Mullins play quarterback. I'm just not like I'm not gonna finish my year. I'm not gonna waste my energy. I'm not gonna get upset about anything that I have no control over. And I know, like, that's fandom, right? What I just described is fandom. Correct. For me, Correct. for me, Welcome I'm, to not our gonna business. Finish, I'm not going to finish my year this way. So I unplugged. I did not watch the Sunday night debacle with the Vikings Packers. I don't even know who played quarterback. What I do know this, what I do know this, Browner, I had a triple groin punch on Sunday because I <laughs> made two, I'm in two leagues in fantasy football. I made the championship in both. And I had one player that needed to score 16 points for me to win. And that player was Justin Jefferson. And you know how close he was to doing that? About a not getting a second foot down. And that would have won me a championship. Uh, so I lost both championships. The Vikings got eliminated from the play. Well, they're technically not eliminated from the playoffs. 
Now, my friend, you have the biggest Chicago Bears fan, more than you, this week. You need to beat that team. You cannot let that team make the playoffs in their rebuild year, my friend. Like, you guys need to beat the Packers because the Packers are now in a playoff position. So, I did unplug, and I blame the Vikings. I'm going to tell you right now, if you you need the Bears to win that game, you're going to be in the playoffs. Because if you look around the NFL, there's like, the Ravens are on fire. Legit Mm -hmm. fire. And after that, it's the Chicago Bears. And that sounds crazy. Look it up. That sounds crazy. <laughs> so look it up. I I think with the way that they're playing, man, and the the energy and momentum, and the way Justin Fields seems to have now just got it all under control. I, I if you're if if you're in Chicago, there's no better way to end the season if you don't make the playoffs and make sure the Green Bay Packers don't make the playoffs. There you go. So there you go. This is the this is the season Super Bowl right here for the Chicago mm-hmm. Bears. And so everybody's already in the city talking about it. Everybody's fired up about it. So we'll see how it it's, it's a big game. They they saved it for Sunday. Sunday, it's the late Sunday game, not the night game, but the late afternoon uh uh dock of the games. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, over the break, Browner. Uh, like I said, we didn't see each other. We didn't really talk too much. What was uh, what'd you uh, what'd you get down with? You Christmas, New Year's plans? You go out clubbing on New Year's? I know you got four kids now. Are those days behind you? Yeah, man. Yeah, those days are gone. Uh, I spent the New Year's Eve with my daughter, uh, fast asleep in a in a uh, tent that we built for her on Christmas. So uh, one of her presents is like a makeshift, like you can build things and mm-hmm. turn it into stuff. And so we mm-hmm. gather this, uh, well, you could basically build an igloo. And so we built her an igloo. She slept in it and played Nintendo Switch all night. So until she fell asleep. So shout out to her. She enjoyed her vacation. Shout out to Nintendo uh, boys, Switch. Yeah. My boys got more cars than they could ever dream of. And now they, mm-hmm. you know, they think they NASCAR now. So that's, that's awesome. And you get them uh, into F1, man. Representation. You know what? Maybe. That's an expensive sport, though. That's an expensive sport. It is an sport. expensive sport. You got to start like at four years old. You got to throw them in karting at like four years old to even stand a chance, yeah. it seems like. And I went to so K1 before. It's not cheap. It ain't cheap. Uh-uh. You might have to go the route at Gran Turismo game. They doing? They still mm-hmm. doing that? I was a terrible so, movie, Yeah. Way. A lot of people said that. You're so bad. Said that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will tell you the the thing that I um, the thing that I took the most was just the spirit of the season, being able to just kind of hang out with my children and my, and the people around me and just uh, appreciate the time and and soak all that up. So that was good, man. How about you? Yeah, I got go to anywhere? I was the I got to go to Oxnard. Got to go to Oxnard. I missed the flooding, which was nice. Uh, oh. And by the time I got there, the city was dried up. But it was really funny to see all the trash cans just floating, floated away from people's houses. And, you know, we'd be driving down one of the main streets and there's just like dumpsters everywhere. People And then people are like in pickup trucks picking up, looking for their trash can. Like if you didn't have an air tag on it, I don't know how you located your own trash can. But Gone. Uh, it was interesting to see that. But it was awesome to hang out. I got to see my family, got to see all my friends that are that still live there. I was there for about four days, and then we came back Christmas night. Came back to Oxnard or to San Diego. Traveling on the actual holiday is the best thing ever when you're driving because there ain't no traffic. 
There is absolutely zero, zero, zero traffic. I used to leave to Oxnard on Thanksgiving night and I'd get there like in two and a half hours. So we left Christmas night because we're Mexican, so we don't do anything on Christmas besides wake up hungover. And so we came back Christmas night, absolutely no traffic. Had like a nice meal here with my wife Christmas night. Like at, we got back like at eight or something like that. And uh, it is it is very weird to leave Oxnard, drive through L.A. at five o'clock, six o'clock, and there be no traffic. But that is exactly what happens on Christmas. And then um, last week, man, like I said, I didn't get to take a full vacation because I do work for uh, another place as well. So when I say I unplugged, I actually watched every single football game. I just chose not to watch the Vikings ones, if that makes sense. <laughs> like I told other guys, I was like, I don't really want to watch this if I don't have to. Uh, Sunday, like, was it uh, New Year's night? They played. I was at yeah. a party with there was no, there was no TV there. So uh, I was at a family party with my my wife's uh, aunt's house. Very mellow, very chill, good food, and that is it, dude. I really just kind of took a step back from sports, which I do every year. There's no one watching this show that normally watches the show is surprised that I am the one that unplugged from everything. Right? Like, I think Scott was in Mexico vacationing, and he watched more stuff than I did, probably. And now he's in Mammoth, and he's still texting me about stuff that I have not even watching. So, uh, like, I did tune in I last night. I, I missed the uh, ending of Michigan versus Alabama. I watched Alabama. the beginning of it where Michigan just looked like they don't want to be there. Like, they looked horrendous. They were fumbling everything. Like, they, they looked awful, and Especially they ended up pulling it out yesterday. This was the one time in my life that I considered going to the Rose Bowl because I think the matchup was was sexy. I thought perfect. The weather was going to be perfect. I haven't. I've been to the Rose Parade once in my life. It was the biggest waste of time. I hated it. It was like I'll never do that again. And I thought about hitting up Jason because Jason is infamous for his Rose Bowl stories. Like, do you know about Jason and Bill Burr? Mm-hmm. Like, they used to go to the Rose Bowl every year and do it up. And I, I honestly considered it. But I didn't go, obviously, and I did miss the second half. But what happened in college football really pissed me off. It really pissed me off because Florida State got screwed, and then all their players were like, you know what, F this, F college football. They got 25 guys bounced in the transfer portal. or 14 starters didn't play. They got crushed by Georgia. I was at a bar, and that game was on. They lost 63-3. to I hate that it worked out for the national – for the college football committee. I hate that they got the two best teams in theory in the national championship. I hate, I hate that they got two incredibly entertaining games. I hate that the Rose Bowl looked absolutely perfect. I hate that. Like it's Michigan, you know, like they're, they're getting rewarded for screwing over Florida state. And I hate it. You guys know me. I have a thing against college football. And this week, this last night, I was so upset. I was like, please just have Texas somehow get in this thing. You know, like just I don't know. I just wanted chaos to happen, but they got it. I think Michigan and Washington, when Florida State was healthy, made it. Maybe they had a, a you know a, an argument. Michigan and, and Washington have been the best teams in college football all year, and they're in the championship as they should be. I thought that if you made those, if you made the tough choice to keep Florida State at home, you were watching the Michigan Alabama game. Going, see, told you. Mm-hmm. Told you, told mm-hmm. you, that was probably one of the best games I've seen for that for that the stakes to be that high in a very long time for both games. 
both those games came down to the pretty much the final play. The Washington game shouldn't have, but it did. Yeah. And the fact that the fact that Michigan was able to beat Alabama, people say this is this isn't a good Alabama team. This Alabama team overachieved. For the Michigan players who had never been in that situation before, against the Alabama team, who I'm pretty sure had 15 to 16 guys who were in that situation last year. They're in that situation all the time as a program. So they know how to handle it. For Michigan to come in and be physically better than Alabama, not skill-wise, physically better. I didn't think I would see that. I thought the chance that Michigan had at beating Alabama was their, their quarterback just having a day. He didn't really. Right. And they just out-physicaled them. They just physically beat Alabama, and you just don't see that. The Michigan running back, that little dude was awesome. So mm-hmm. I, for, that was my takeaway from it because I don't. I'm not used to seeing Nick Saban just get out physical like that at the line of scrimmage, and in the Washington game, I thought Penix put on a I should be the number one pick show. He's got another episode, but listen, he's got NFL wide receivers, but he made everybody look better. He was out there making plays that raised the level of the other guys who I hadn't heard of going into that game. Like, their defense was good, but this kid was 400 yards of passing. Bang, 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 bang. Like, they had the mm-hmm. game into control, but they, for whatever reason, they took their foot off the gas. They yeah, they got cute in the fourth quarter. Boy, mm-hmm. they got pageant cute. Mm-hmm. They got flea flicker to you, to you, to you, to yeah, you throw. Yeah, mm-hmm. Stump them out. In the mm-hmm. game, because Texas was ready to tap out. Arch Manning was on the sideline warming up. Yeah. Bro, they started doing Arch Manning stories. That's how yeah. you knew they oh, thought yeah. the game was over. ESPN was dying for Arch Manning to get in that game. Dying for him to right. get in that game. If Arch Manning would have got in that game, the execs at ESPN would have had an orgasm. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Literally. They yeah. were hoping. Arch, oh, Arch Manning's warming up. Yours may have a concussion, which, by the way, I think he did. But mm-hmm. if you're him, I ain't coming out. Yeah, coming out. And they ain't pulling me out. And then Texas got cute too in the final drive. That first, their first yes! drive was a screen yes! pass. A run, brought uh, Ewers through the second down was like a wasted play too. And then it, it just seemed like Washington's defense was susceptible to being picked apart there at the end. Their their number one corner went out. Yes. Yeah, he came back in, but you could tell he wasn't a hundred. That's probably a storyline to keep an eye on for the national championship. But yeah, Texas kind of fooled around a little bit too there in that in that final mm-hmm. drive. And I was like, what? But that, man, it was – Michael Penix, by the way. Can I put on my Scott hat for a second? His story is absolutely incredible, dude. Like, awesome. I didn't know this until yesterday. Like, I – you know, you hear the name, you watch him play, and then that's kind of it. But it's not on my team. I'm right. not paying attention to watching football. But to hear his story and to be in college football for so long because of COVID, to, have, to sustain four season-ending injuries every year at Indiana – transfers to washington finally stays healthy and if you look at his stat sheet in washington the past two seasons he is exactly the same 4600 passing yards 35 touchdowns eight interceptions rushes a decent amount this kid is absolutely incredible mm-hmm. and you're right browner i think the way that this season ended for usc and for caleb williams and the way that Ooh. season panned out and no one's really talking about the heisman winner being some top pick you're telling me that Shadur Sanders ain't leaving. He's staying in Colorado. He not. You know, people 
People want to talk about Drake May. Dude, I've never seen Drake May play a single snap all season. I don't know what he is. I have no idea what he know. is. No I'll idea. let Mel Kuyper Jr. tell me why he's supposed to be the top right. pick. But what I've seen from my limited time watching Michael Penix this last two months is that boy good. That boy, that kid, that man, that quarterback is a – dude, he is not just – chucking it deep and hoping for a helmet correct he putting it in tight correct. windows he's putting it in precision he's putting it mm -hmm. in stride that kid if he's he's a first rounder i'm assuming he's a first rounder no but doubt. if he's not no in doubt. the conversation of top pick i don't know listen you're a perfect guy to talk to number one pick confirmed officially because you Thank got you. justin fields playing very very good but you still got guys out mm -hmm. there. I saw Michael Lombardi on NFL Network today said, I think that they got to go and draft a quarterback and move on from Justin Fields. Dude, I don't know how you don't think it's Michael Penix at this moment. Like, I just don't know. Dude, I went to the Holiday Bowl. I forgot. I actually did do that. I went to the Holiday Bowl. Miller Moss was slinging that thing, too. I was like, system? Let me. System? Let me. Let me <laughs> you know who's the first person to fly the system flag when I see it. Mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you, man, what Miller Moss went out there and did at the Holiday Bowl hurt Caleb Williams more than anything else that Caleb Williams actually did with the football on the field this year. Because that Louisville team, that was a real defense. And those kids came to play. And Miller Moss lit them up with the same player that Drake May, I'm not sorry, that Caleb Williams has been struggling with towards the end of the year. Caleb Williams' numbers against ranked teams is not awesome. And here mm -hmm. comes this kid, lit them up. And now to follow, to piggyback off that, Michael Penix is out here looking like a left-handed version of, <laughs> dare I say it, Patrick Mahomes. Mm. So to me, to me, the number one pick, is not as clear as it was two months ago. Yeah. To me. Coming into the season. Yeah. Correct. The number one pick now has more value than it has than it's had since the year Andrew Luck was drafted. Because there may be three guys who people are going to look at and go, you know, if I don't get number one, like if, if you're the if you're the Patriots, you're like, I'm not trading up. I'll take mm -hmm. any one of these dudes. And so now you're in that space where if Michael Penix can then turn around and beat Michigan in a way where he's efficient after what they did to Alabama, if he can throw for 350, 400 yards against mm -hmm. Michigan and win the national championship, he's the number one pick because he's got the track record. The injuries will hurt him, but he would have the track record and the multiple years of overcoming adversity and then finishing the deal. So, I mean, yeah. It's going to be a very interesting storyline because I don't think the Bears are ever going to come out and say we're doing this. No, they this. better not. There's there's reason not. not. There's no reason to do it. But, I mean, Correct. yeah, it's going to be. And I love that you are a Bears fan because it's something's going to happen. Whether they keep Justin Fields, I think that'll be controversial. So, hey, listen, plenty to talk about. Liz, I, 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 I guess I did lie because I also watched San Diego State beat Gonzaga. I got something to talk about that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we got to get into that. And – uh Plenty more. Padres, Eric Gruppner, we all saw your comments. You Darvish, he's all pissed off. NFL, Rams make the playoffs. So much to get to. Kaplan and crew will be right back.
All right, everybody, welcome back to Kaplan and Crew with just the crew. Grande and Browner with you guys here on Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. 2024. I don't have to write things down anymore, so I don't have to, like, you know, when you keep writing the wrong year on papers, like when you were yeah. in school? I don't do that no more. The computer does it for me, but it is January 2nd, 2024. Happy New Year to you all. Great friends. We hope you had a hate, a very safe and happy holiday season. But we're back and we're ready for the grind to finish off this football season. Uh, but maybe here in San Diego, Browner, it's a uh, college basketball season because listen, the Chargers, they're irrelevant. They are, you know, losing to the Broncos and getting like 150 yards of offense. Uh, the Rams, I do believe they have a, a solid fan base here. I know I'm excited to see my spicy Rams keep going in the playoffs because they clinched that spot. And by the way, you're not going to hear any stories about Sean McVay this this offseason, Browner, because he's already committed to coming back in 2024. No oh, Amazon, my God. No Amazon rumors this summer or this oh offseason. Uh, uh, but I do want to no. start. I want to start here. Uh, when you watched San Diego State Gonzaga, did you have Reese Waters more or less his, like, eight points? Because that dude went out there and was the MVP against Gonzaga. He was a savior. Him and Jaden Ladee. By the way, you're so right about Jaden Ladee. Everywhere I'm going, everywhere I'm going, people have been probably the most surprised with what he's turned into here for San Diego State. We knew he was able to score, but it was doing it in a very mm-hmm. like rough in the Nin- 1990s jump, yeah. left hand jump hook kind of. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And now it's the guy's got ball control. The guy's shooting. He's decent at free throws. He's got post up games. He is absolutely the best player on San Diego State on a consistent basis. And everybody's saying, like, this guy's a pro, right? It's like, yeah, he's got the body. He's got the skill set. And, you know, hey, Kashad Johnson went to Arizona. He wanted to be a winger. And he's playing a lot of minutes in Arizona. But Brian Dutcher was like, I don't need Kashad Johnson to do that. And we're all like, okay. Because Jaden Ladee's going out and doing that. And he is absolutely balling. San Diego State, my favorite part of the holiday season. They went up to Gonzaga and Spokane. And beat them. It's amazing. Look, I, this is what I would hope this comes out to be. Now it's time to respect these dudes. Because the fact that oh. they weren't ranked was such a slap in the face. Because Gonzaga hadn't played a better schedule. They hadn't played better teams. But they were still ranked way higher. And so then you get out there and San Diego State just looked better. There's no other way, to, mm-hmm. there's no other way around that. They looked yeah. like a much better team. And Ladi, Ladi, Ladi. I said this when I saw him in that first game. I went, "Oh my God! Wait, where was this?" Like he <laughs> yeah. looks like a he looks like a bigger, more fluid version of Anthony Mason. For all my old NBA heads, Anthony Mason was so big and strong, but his handle on the ball was so good. Smalls couldn't guard him because he was too strong, and bigs couldn't guard him because they were too slow. And so it was just a matter of. How would he get his points that night? Or how would he help the team that night? Mm-hmm. That's how, what I feel like Jared, that's what I feel like Ladee's doing. How can I help the team win tonight? Do you need me to go in the post? Do you need me to go mid-range? Do you need me to guard the best post defender? Do you need me to be physical on the block? you need to make sure I dominate the boards? He has every facet of the game and his ability now to take the three. Not, you know, not just your pound, 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 and then hit you mm-hmm. with the jump hook like he was doing all last year in their run through the tournament. He's showing you way more that he's developed, or maybe he had it and coached and let him do it. Because he but said, I remember it. Dutcher told us he didn't, they didn't need him to do it last year. He didn't year. let him, right. No, they didn't so, need him. 
that is that's an NBA player. That's what an NBA player looks like in college. He looks bigger than everybody else. He looks more fluid than everybody else, and he looks more consistent than everybody mm-hmm. else. That's a lottery pick that they have on their team, and I'm interested to see if he starts to get national player of the year attention, but they got to get higher ranked for him to do that because I like Edie, the kid from Purdue, but he's just big. Yeah. That's it. So he's just big. I like, I like that you brought up the ranking because that's exactly where I was going to go with it. First of all, San Diego State going into the game at 10-2, and two, their only losses was at BYU, who's ranked, and at Grand yep. Canyon, which no – team in their right mind would ever go to grand canyon and play that game hey duke ain't you're never gonna see duke there you're never, duke gonna ain't never going there you're never going there. there nobody's going there because they don't have to san diego state went there it was a close game they lost it is what it is that is it right and i like that you're talking about ranked and where they are and who's getting dude they're still not ranked san diego state is not ranked yeah they got the most others receiving votes so technically they're 26 in the country but they're 11 and 2 they have beaten some good teams, including Gonzaga, in Gonzaga. And their only loss is to BYU the second game of the season and Grand Canyon. That is it. They beat St. Mary's. They beat Washington. You know, they've beat Stanford. They've gone out and, and played teams that they did not have to. And they are still right. not ranked. And on top of that, the, a bigger slap in the face. Guess who still is ranked with four losses? Gonzaga. Gonzaga is still ranked. So you tell me, San Diego State, who made the national championship game, returned three or four starters, returned the same head coach. They were preseason ranked. They go to Gonzaga. They beat Gonzaga. Their first loss at home in like six years. And they're still not ranked. And you still rank Gonzaga on top of them? This is exactly what Brian Dutcher's talking about. You can only control what you can control. You right. have to go out and and you have to get a megahorn and blast your own. You got to hype yourself up. Mm-hmm. Because San Diego State, for whatever reason, and listen, I know they had a buzzer beater against UC Irvine and they had a buzzer beater against UC San Diego. But you know what I see? I see a W. I see a W. And if you tell me voters, if you tell me voters on the East Coast stayed up to watch them play that. UC San Diego, come on. Come on, man. I was I'll, this is the wild part about rankings and why this entire thing always like kind of always gets under my skin a little bit. I can guarantee you the reason why BYU's ranking is what it is is because they beat San Diego State. And when at yeah. the end of the year, when you go key wins, one of BYU's key wins will be against mm-hmm. San Diego State, yep. who, by the way, beat Gonzaga and can't get ranked against a ranked Gonzaga. So right. this is... It's all about, and this is why I hope Ladie gets more traction. Because the more traction he gets, the more eyeballs will go to the team, and they'll start to get ranked just because of the player that they have on their team. And so that's why it's that's why it, recruiting is important, and that's why getting out guys' names as the front runner is important. It's good to have a good all around team, but you need a guy who the nation knows and can recognize that name. Because San Diego State, the name is hot right now. You just came yeah. off the national championship. You just beat Gonzaga on television, on big ESPN. So it I don't I don't get it, man. I don't I don't yeah. get it, but they got to keep working because they got a good team. I think they're gonna have a really good run this year. I think they're gonna finish with probably four losses before the tournament kicks in. So they'll they'll get there. They'll get there. They just gotta run off about five or six. 
before people start really paying back attention. Because that yeah. Grand Canyon loss hey. really hurt him. Yeah, the Grand and listen, Grand Canyon. I think that if you watch the game, and by the way, Grand Canyon's getting votes too. They're not like as high as San Diego State, so Grand Canyon. Yeah, they're, they're not some, flying under the radar. Bum. Right, right. Like that. Like losing to Grand Canyon isn't like what it would have been to lose to UCSD. Like UCSD is a Correct. much. If they would have lost that game, that's a terrible, terrible, terrible loss. Correct. Grand Canyon. They're they're listen. They're not an established anything yet, but they are. We all understand what that game was. But here's the, here's the thing. Rankings aside, that was about as good as this non-conference schedule could have gone for. Obviously, you wish you could have beat that BYU team, maybe. But yes. Brian Dutcher said, dude, we 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 went to BYU. We went to Grand Canyon. We went to Gonzaga. Because that's kind of the stuff that they have to do to get this recognition, despite going to the national championship mm-hmm. game last year. Here's Brian Dutcher talking about their non-conference schedule and how they finished off. Yeah, we're just trying to build a resume. Like I said, we challenged ourselves. You know, most teams play a lot of these games in neutral sites, and uh, we decided we were going to go to Grand Canyon, we were going to go to uh, BYU, we were going to go to Gonzaga and challenge ourselves. And these are the best atmospheres on the West Coast. And so to go one and two is an accomplishment. You want to go three and zero, oh, but to to have be zero oh and two and this is the last environment, it, it was a huge win for us. So now you got the non-conference schedule is done. The Aztecs, they will play, I believe, uh, Fresno State to open this the conference schedule. And that game is tomorrow at Vieja Serena. And I think I am going to buy tickets to go to that because I need to go to a game Ooh. this year. Uh, or maybe I'll hate King somebody. But, yeah, I think that's about 11-2. and two. You win at Gonzaga. I think a lot of people probably thought if we are going to lose a game or two, it's probably that one. And they didn't. Browner, I don't. I don't think it could have gone much better, to be honest with you, for the Aztecs. I know that you know those close calls probably hurt them, but eleven to two, you beat Gonzaga in Gonzaga. And by the way, if you don't know how important it is, how rare it is that Gonzaga loses at home, here's some stats for you. It's first non-conference loss in Spokane since falling to UCLA on December 12, two thousand fifteen. It was just mm. the third time, their third time they've lost at home in the past seven seasons. And it was their first double-digit home loss since 2012. And when they add, when when the committee has to explain why they're still ranked, if you had to ask them, you know what they'd say? That's a good loss. Mm-hmm. Again, that's why the that's why San Diego State not being ranked doesn't make sense. BYU's a good win, and get them beating Gonzaga is a good loss for Gonzaga. So. I thought the way that San Diego State's schedule panned out, they did that on purpose. Dutcher's speaking to the gospel right there. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the year, when they start looking at the resume and why teams should get in, I don't think they'll need it. But if they do, road game, road game, road game. When somebody else is playing East Western State and drumming them by 40 at home, these guys have gone on the road and played tough opponents in their building in a tough part of the year. So this is one and two doesn't necessarily, it's not as bad as it sounds. The the Grand Canyon loss is bad, but yeah, the Gonzaga win erases the Grand Canyon loss, in my opinion, for for bad, because you beat a national team on a national stage handily. It wasn't like you you took some shot, it bounced in, and everybody ran on the court. Like, you beat them. You beat them. So... To the it, point where in the I final like, six like seconds, Gonzaga wasn't even fouling. That's how much the game was right. at hand. 
Like it wasn't right. like and they, and they foul all the time at the end of a college game. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't happen uh, on that Friday. Was it last Friday already? So it's been like four or five days since mm-hmm. that happened. Uh, but to me, that was that was just like a great Christmas present, a late Christmas present. It was fantastic, dude, just to see San Diego State go up there and look good in the black uniforms. Just man, dude, just they. It is. I, I don't know, man. Like, I I think it's uh, after the football season the university had and the excitement that Sean Lewis has created to then yes. couple it with this, and now you go into this non-conference schedule. You, and it starts off pretty decent. You know, it's not it, it's not like they have to go to Wyoming right away. You know, they got two home games to start, then San Jose, then New Mexico. They don't play Colorado State, who is the only ranked team at the moment in the Mountain West, until the end of the month. So they got some time to – and as Brian Dutcher says, like, we're getting better. Like, we're figuring out right. who's our, whose role is what. Like, it, it wasn't like we just – oh, this is what we are. It's like, no. Like last year, we got better as the season went on. And you could say that about San Diego State if you watch your last few games. They've gotten better since the season started. And now I think they're in a great position to go out, you know, compete to win the Mountain West. I thought what's happening with them, from my from my opinion, is when you go to the national championship, guys feel bigger coming back next year. Guys feel like they should be more involved coming back next year. And you have guys who leave the program because they feel like they want a different role. They want a bigger piece of the pie at this part of the floor, and et cetera, et cetera. And so now the big dog has to reset the table. And, then, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about amongst the players, not because the, the coaches have a plan. And then the players have to go out there and execute that plan. And when you get in the heat of the battle, the players that are out there, it has to reset itself. And I believe San Diego State is now in a point where they're resetting themselves as one, two, three, four, the guys who are supposed to be doing what, who gets the ball here, who gets the ball there, guys mm-hmm. are starting to know their roles because now they've been in the fire. They've been, again, it's a smart scheduling by San Diego State. You've been out on the road in tough environments, and the tough environments speak for themselves. Guys shrink. Yeah. Guys start to, you know, hot potato the ball, and some guys are going, hey, ball, 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 ball. And so you find yourself in a situation where you let the team tell you who's who. And now mm-hmm. I think they've done that, and everything's starting to fall into order, and so now they're starting to get better because guys know where they're supposed to be on the floor now with this team. As opposed to last year's team, guys know, hey, okay, we on the we on the break. Look for this person. As to okay, slow it down. Let's run this. This guy's made two shots. Let's get him a third one. So I think that's that's the situation that they're in now. And I like to see it because that's rhythm, that's chemistry, and that's what you want when you have guys who returned from last year. Yeah, it was really interesting too, because if you look at that game specifically in Gonzaga, Lamont Butler played like 10 minutes. You know, like Brian Dutcher just went with the hot hand and uh, for other guys to step up. And mm-hmm. it was Bird that played the, more, the majority of the minutes. You know, Tramel, who we've seen make huge shots last in the tournament last year. Yeah, He went out there and he scored 17. And he's coming off the bench now because Reese Waters has been placed into the starting lineup. And he's been incredible. I mean, how can you how can you say otherwise? He was a sixth man of the year of the Pac-12 last year. And he's come over here and he's transitioned seamlessly. Yeah, everybody has a game off or two here and there. Shots don't go in. Shots weren't going in against yeah, BYU at the happens, end of that game. Man. It happens, but... Yeah, I think if you are an Aztec fan, after the season they had and watching what you've what they've done so far this season, it's nothing but excitement for this program as they head into the Mountain West. I, I mean, I, I don't think you, I don't think there's much negative to say, or any much negative to say about it where they stand right now. I also added the uh, finally added the picture, Browner. Finally added the, oh. the shot. Finally added it there. Got there a, it a, is. Dub Christmas present from uh, the sister-in-law. So shout out to to Angela. Right. Appreciate it. Yeah, I could see myself right there. My hands up as Butler is making the shot. 
Yeah. That's going to live on forever <laughs> with you, man. You there. Yeah, live on forever. Yeah. Isn't the national championship also in Houston, the football? Yeah. I think it's also in this stadium. Yeah. Damn, Probably, Houston? Yeah. Final four and the national uh, championship? Must be nice. Downtown pop it. Downtown Houston pop him, bro. Yeah. Was, I don't like Houston. Terrible city. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, Browder, um, <laughs> uh, did you catch up? I, I know. So what we're going to do today is we're going to catch up. We're catching up with what we missed over the last week or so. Uh, and I know it's not, you know, there's not much action happening with the Padres. But did you catch what everybody was freaking out about? Uh, I believe it was last week when Eric Gruppner, the CEO of the Padres, was asked about their lack of moves so far this offseason or trading away Juan Soto. Did you see his quote and the reaction to that quote? No. Give it to me. Okay. So here's Eric Gruppner talking about the lack of offseason moves. The Padres CEO says, quote, I understand fi- fans might focus on the departure of Soto and free agents we might not sign this year. But we feel like we have a great core group of players. If a fan fell asleep three years ago and woke up to see the caliber of players we had under long-term contracts, they'd be pretty surprised. That's not real. That's very real. He didn't say that. Yes, he did. Is this like one of those things where you say something? Are you thankful? Are Are you trying to get me to like bash somebody? Is that real? No, no, I'm not playing a game with you. I swear to you, that is straight from the Union Tribune. I can I can pull up the actual article if you want to see it. If somebody woke up from being asleep from three years as a mm-hmm. fan of the team, mm-hmm. they'd be pleased with the long-term contracts we have? Yes. That's loser talk. Why, you're not that's thankful? How, that's, what a, that's what a loser would say. What do you? No, come on! No, 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 no! I don't believe that. That that can't be a real quote. That can't be a real quote. You're joking. That's no, impossible. I swear to, look at look. I'll pull it up. I'll show you. It's right here. I I don't want to play 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 you at all today. Look, it's right here. Under the San Diego Union Tribune. I I am a subscriber to the UT. I read it every day. Oh God! I don't. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Listen. All right, that's real. Oh my! Um, All right, I'll read it again. Uh, I'll read it again. Now that you know it's real. Now that you know it's real, here's the CEO of okay. the Padres, Eric Gruppner, on where the Padres currently stand. I understand fans might focus on the departure of Juan Soto and free agents we might not sign this year, but we feel like we have a great, a great core group of players. If a fan fell asleep three years ago and woke up to see the caliber of players we had under long-term contracts, they would be pretty surprised. I'll keep it going. Quote, even if it might seem lower than some fans expect, it still is significantly higher than it historically has been. That's the payroll right there. So, hey, fan, who's been in a coma for three years, I don't know what accident you were in, but I'm happy you're awake and you're alive. Here's the first Mm -hmm. line of business you need to know. The owner's dead. Okay. That's That's number one. Go with it, but okay. Number two. Apparently, the CEO is a moron and ready to be a loser. What kind of approach? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because, listen. Are you not excited about the core group of players? You're supposed to project a positive outlook. 
If I'm the CEO, I'm talking about what we got in exchange for Soto. I don't, I'm not talking about, okay, the fact that we traded him, yes. But in return, we got things that was much needed for this roster going forward. As the CEO of a professional team, you don't talk like that. Oh, if you woke up out of a coma and we're doing more money than we did before. Yeah, because over time, things cost more. You can't, you can't be serious. That can't be a real quote. I don't that think sounds- that you are appreciating what this team has and the core group of players. And I don't think that you're saying thank you to them. Man, listen, if if that's if that's the voice in the building now that's leading the charge, you're screwed. You're screwed. That's a loser mentality. That's a loser tone of action. Well, when we what come back, mean? Browner, I will uh, I will read you another quote from uh, one of the players that are. Part I, of that I might not be able to contract. take another quote. Well, I got you. When we come back, you're going to want to hear the quote from uh, you, Darvish. All right, everybody, welcome back to Kaplan and Crew. 2024 is here. Uh, Scott's not. We're just the crew, Grande and Browner. Scott will be back on Monday. He is in uh, Mammoth, I believe. Uh, yeah, he's in Mammoth. He was driving up there. He said he had a fan encounter uh, with a great friend in some random little town of, uh, I don't know where he was, to be totally honest with you. Uh, but we are brought to you by Mountain Trust Realty. Gary Cooper, welcome back, MountainTrustRealty.com. Mountain Trust Realty. If you're looking to buy a home, sell a home, there's only one guy to call, and that's Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. Trust Realty, interest rates are dropping, time to buy a home. Give him a call, 858-376-1299. I bet you he's happy about the Aztecs, that's for sure. Uh, Browner, before we hit the break, uh, we were talking about the comments made by Padres CEO Eric Gruppner. No, and it wasn't about the comments that the Padres had to release a statement saying what Scott said about Coach Quintero is absolutely untrue. That'll let Scott address that when he comes back on monday because he i don't know how but we ended up on the new york post we ended up on awful announcing we ended up uh, pretty much everywhere everywhere by scott yeah saying the padres probably got coach Cantera fired because coach was being too critical of them and he was friends with bob melvin and he's gone now so but i do remember specifically scott saying i don't know anything but here's what i think <laughs> happened <laughs> He specifically started the sprays with, I yeah. don't know anything. Yeah. And they just cut and that part favorite, out like that. Nah, nah, nah. my, my favorite part to that, those articles and those things was like, oh, real good journalism. And I was like, Scott, a journalist? Is Scott, a, like, just because we're on radio and TV, does that make us journalists? I listen. listen, listen. I like, but this, dude, this is, when I is, saw the reaction, they're like, man, journalism is dead. Journalism was like, uh, Scott's not a journalist. I don't That's think why it's dead. This is why journalism is. is dead. <laughs> Correct. This is why it died. Because you give people the title of journalist because mm-hmm. they're in the news. If you report anything, you can you can be classified as a journalist. So mm-hmm. when the story takes off, people who don't know, they, 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 just, they just pick it off of somebody else and then they put a little bit of their sauce on it. And by the time it gets to the New York Post, from from California to the New York Post, by the time he gets there, he's a journalist, baby. Yeah, he's a, he's journalist. a journalist. Shout out. Yeah, yeah. But this journalist Scott said, "I don't know anything, but here's what I think happened." 
And everybody I did took no it journaling. as like gospel. I did no yeah. journaling. No, no listening. I don't think just, there was any journal you know, or isming. Nothing. It was just it. a dude. It. it was just a dude that's been in this market for a long time, who's been fired a few times, that has gone through it himself, and has had beef with pretty much every sports team at any given time, and has been friends with every sports team. I'm not defending the guy at all. He says whatever he wants to say. I will say though, I found it very laughable that people were like, "Journalism is dead, bro." If you're coming here for your journalism, you're at the wrong place, my friend. We're here to entertain. We're here to give some bad news your mic, for you. And your mic is weird again. So, did it again? I knew it did. No, no, I, oh, yeah. Hold on. So, um, we'll let Scott address that. The Padres did release a statement saying it was absolutely untrue what Scott said. So, I don't think I'll be getting a credentialed anymore for anything. Although I really wasn't in the first place. So, uh, <laughs> that was funny though. That was really funny. I was like the New York Post, bro. Awful announcing, but yeah. And they did, by the way. They every every other thing he said maybe not that wasn't true but every other thing was true because it's they've announced their replacements and, and all that so there you go shout out to our good friend craig elston they, by the way congratulations dude i got nothing but love for craig elston he was absolutely incredible to our show when linda was battling breast cancer and he filled in seamlessly so honestly shout out to craig i love craig i love annie uh annie and me we were co-workers for a while we were friends and and i'm very very happy for them they're two people that have been in the city for a long time that are very, very knowledgeable with the Padres. So the hire makes sense. And I wish them nothing but good luck. I love both those people individually. I will say this. I'm good, Mike Wise. I'm good, Mike Wise. Look, I think I'm so. Good. Okay. Mm -hmm. I will say this. I got smoke with Annie. I'll explain why later. I love Craig Elston. Like, there are few people in this business, other than you two jokers, that I have had a close contact with a close impact with and a working relationship with mm -hmm. since I started going down this road. John Gennaro and Craig Elston are the other two people. If I wasn't working with you two, I would be fighting a way to work with those two. Mm -hmm. So I got nothing but respect and nothing but love for Craig Elston. When I met the, when I met the, when I take my daughter to the, uh, the wave games, I hear his voice. I text him every time. Hey, man, it's always awesome to hear you. Love it you still getting busy. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to work with Craig Elston in a, in a different manner. He offered me a different job at, at a particular time when, when this was in a, a limbo. So I, I got nothing but love and respect for him, and I feel he has the same for me. I'm excited for him and his opportunity because I know he wanted this. And for him to finally have his moment and his opportunity to shine, it's great for his family. I'm proud yeah. of him. And this is awesome. Now to Annie. Oh, no. Annie's a dude. Relax. So, do we want to? Want... <laughs> yes, we're going to do this. You always worry Annie's... me when you're like, I got smoke. Oh, no. Annie's a super professional. She's great at her job. And I know she's great at her job because she beat me out for a job once. Oh, that's why you got. So that's how I know. That's why I got smoked with her because she was better than okay. me at one point in time. Oh, she got, got she got something that I was trying to get, and it was got given you. to her. So I've always been like, you know what? That any woman, she's she's so, she's too good. She's too damn good because they hired her instead of hiring me. Yeah. But I like her as a person, but as yeah. a professional, she beat me, and I don't like she it. Beat you. I don't like yeah. it. Well, I don't sometimes, like you sometimes you get bested. Sometimes it happens. Michael yeah. Jordan wasn't undefeated. Yeah. That's true. You know I, mean? I mean, in the finals, you know? he was, but there you go. In life, 
in life. You don't make all the shots. So he wasn't you know, good at she, baseball. She beat me. So. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Oh boy. Oh yeah. boy. There you so go. Shout out. So. But shout out to them, man. That that yeah. that's a great opportunity for them. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for both of them. Work with both of them back at 1090. So it feels like there there's only uh, one show left that hadn't found its way. Well, two shows left that haven't found their way to that station from our old station. So. Yeah, I don't think that's happening for us anytime soon. Uh, well, yeah, no, 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 I, no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> no, not when the yeah. teams really. We like, we like, we we like uh, Death Row. We like yeah. Death Row at this point. Like, yeah, you know, we do our thing. We we doing this. Y'all do whatever. We doing this. We yeah. doing this. Well, Scott yeah. is definitely Shug Knight. Wait, so oh, which man. one are you? If Scott is Shug, because Scott is definitely Shug Knight. Okay, yeah. let's just let's get this out the way. Okay. We death row in the situation. We the death row of music right now. Mm-hmm. Scottish Suge Knight, are you Snoop or Tupac or Dr. Dre? Which one are you? I feel like I'm Dr. Dude. Dre. I feel like I'm more producer than than like I'm not Tupac. Yeah. I'm not calling out names. You're Tupac for sure. You're calling out names. Oh, you don't boy. care. You're, you're I was gonna say Snoop. No, I think I, I I don't know who Snoop. I don't think we have a Snoop. Snoop Snoop is uh, okay. Maybe I don't he know. He was chill. Teal yeah. vibes. Yeah. Loved oh, by everybody. Yeah, so, Maybe that is me. Yeah, I'm loved by everybody. Yeah, right. You you a mix yeah. of Dr. Dre and Snoop. I don't remember Snoop ever releasing like dis hate tracks. Like he just made music and smoked weed. What? Do I am I Snoop had this track? Yeah, yes, you are you are misremembering, my friend. Okay. But yeah. 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 You're Tupac. You call it names. Dude, welcome to welcome to Death Row, suckers! Shout out. Wait till Suge come might- back tomorrow. Suge gonna come back tomorrow in the white Suge. I'm gonna call him White Suge because I want the real Suge to get mad. Because you know, Monday, I've, I've had a, I've had a couple run-ins with Suge. I can tell you. Yeah. You. So right. when White Suge come back, it's on. Yeah. Because you know we'll he gonna, you might- know he love. He lived at the New York Post, picked him up as a journalist. Oh, I know. He was sending us the links. Uh, also, your mic got very loud. On <laughs> so you want to turn, if you want to turn it down. I don't know what's going on with the mic. Today. Well, listen, we're back. It's the new year. We just had a vacation. We had a little holiday break. We're all getting, we're all back. We're all getting used to it. Um, okay. Before the break, we were talking about the Padres and, and the, this, the, this statement, the quote that was read by the Padres CEO. Uh, there is one more, Browner, because the Padres. No. Ace. The Padres star pitcher, you Darvish, was oh, on. Oh, now he just now he the ace and the star. I thought it was Joe Musgrove. What happened? I mean, I don't know what you want me to tell you. What happened? I don't, Joe Musgrove is my ace. Oh, because I because that sounded weird coming from you. Calling but did you hear me say ace, like not Joe Musgrove? Ace, star pitcher, mm. second, second, third string guy. I don't know what you want to say. Either way, you Darvish, who's here for five more years, I believe. Um, obviously Japanese, obviously been on team Japan for the world baseball classic. He seemed as like a mentor this year. He missed uh, spring training. He had a slow start. He had a rough year, uh, but he was on a radio show, a podcast. I, I still can't really figure out cause it was all translated to see exactly where he was. But as we know, oh. right. Our last show of the year, Yamamoto signed with the Dodgers about a week after Otani signed with the Dodgers, both Japanese players, both Japanese stars. You Darvish was uh, asked about those two players, his countrymen, going to the Dodgers, a rival. And he said, uh, quote, when I extended my contract, I checked with GM Preller to see if my contract would hinder the acquisition of Otani or Yamamoto. 
Padres had no intention of signing these two, and they both went to the Dodgers. I'm saddened that the Padres did not take any action to acquire these two players and went to the Dodgers. Hey, uh, hey, you. Let me have a real quick. Somebody translate this to you. You can go too, bro. You can what? go too. We we can listen. Here's why. We can use your money. We can use your money. If you want to go play for the Dodgers too, you can go ahead. We ain't gonna worry about it. Adios. I don't even know what they say in, in Japanese for goodbye. But if that if that's your energy, if you don't if you don't understand the economics in which this team is now operating under. And for you to say that which publicly, is, which is to be thankful for what you got. Correct. According to the general, according to the CEO, CEO look at what we look, look at you. Are you looking at what we had three years ago when, when someone fell asleep? Like you, you look at where we're at now. This is, and, and this is higher than we've been before. This is higher than what we normally do. Like if that's you, Darvish's attitude, or if this, was taken in proper context. Yeah. He is not understanding the situation in which his current ball club is operating under. So the idea that you could go pay a, a another guy $300 million for 10 to 12 years, it just wasn't in the cards because they already had one they should have given that money to, and they didn't. So I didn't expect for them to sign anybody to that level of contract because they, again, didn't give it to the guy who they should have. So. Mm. It's I, I I'm gonna chalk this up to you know guys. It's the off season, guys being on some type of uh, podcast or radio show, and things being lost in translation. You lose the context of things. You lose this the, the way in which the 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 feeling in which the conversation was communicated in. So I won't hold this against you, but you you better get it. You you better you better straighten uh, this out. Yeah, we need you to have a sub four ERA and and win fifteen to twenty games next year. You, that's what we need for yeah. you because we're thankful that you're here. That's what we've been told. So, uh, I, mean, I just think he had this higher yeah. aspirations, and it's really funny to say like that he actually asked AJ Preller if this contract would hinder Otani and Yamamoto. Like, so what did AJ tell him that no, don't worry about it, we got money? Or that's just really interesting to me to the fact that he even that thought about that. That statement leads to other questions, and that's yeah. bad for our general manager at this point in time. When there's a guy publicly saying, I asked him, hey, will this hurt these guys coming up because I want us to get one of them? And now it also hurts that they went to the same team. Mm -hmm. So you mean to tell me that we couldn't get any of them? Our rival got both of them? So that's that that leads AJ Preller to have to answer some some um yeah no's. We're going to get some um yeah no's after that. Mm, yeah, no. Well, yeah, no. Nice. well they they did get they did get his they did get uh Matsui. So we got one other Japanese player, which is nice. So you should be a little happy about that. I don't really yeah, know yeah, what else though. Like, it kind of feels like to. you know Blake Snell's still out there and uh Chris Sale was traded to the Braves. I think the pitching market uh, for Blake Snell, maybe not as fruitful as one thought where he was going to get $200 million. Now, I don't really know if it's taking this long. Why? Why? What is he going to get? Where is he going to go? Who out there has $150, $200 million for, for a pitcher at the moment? I don't know. So I don't know what where Blake Snell is going to end up. Josh Hader's not, still not signed anywhere. So a uh, very interesting time to be a Padres fan. But um, yeah, man, we I've been having so many conversations around where people ask me, like, dude, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Because as 
as happy as you are that Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts, Tatis, Cronenworth, Kim are here, like they don't have a center fielder. They don't have a left fielder. Will Jay Cronenworth be here? Will he be your first baseman? Who's going to round out the rotation? So there's still a lot of questions as we sit here on January 2nd. And I assume by next month when pitchers and catchers report, we'll have our answers because we'll have to. But I mean, right now, who's playing center? Who's playing left? Who's playing first? You know, is Xander going to be the shortstop? I, there's a lot of questions I think that are still out there. And it is, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, dude, next month already, baseball back. I'm going to go out to spring training this year, by the way. I think I'm making a trip out to Scottsdale, trying to figure out what game I'm going to catch. But I'm definitely going to make it out to spring training this year. I'm going to be out. You think there. we should all try to go again? Don't make my pleasure work. I'm just saying. Don't Scott, don't Scott yeah. this for me. Because if we chose to do that, again, we could, take a, we could take a Thursday, Friday off, you know, cut a nice little 10-minute video. <laughs> and that'll be the well. That'll be the show. I would start. I'd start putting your ideas towards the Super Bowl because I've been emailing them back and forth, and I was like, "Yo, what's going on? We're getting these credentials or what?" So, start thinking about that instead. Because Super okay, Bowl, okay, is, okay, that's true. That's in Vegas. That's coming up fast, and uh, I, I, I believe we're going. Uh, I believe we're going. I don't know. If I mean, that's yet. the easiest. That's the easiest mission to accomplish. It's it's in driving distance. Yeah. Also, like, yeah. Plenty of stuff to talk about, but that's going to come up first. Yes. Uh, since since I did bring up uh, NFL, Browner, dude, my spicy Rams, because the NFC is so bad, they clinched a playoff spot. The Rams, dude. Hey, the Rams are going back to the playoffs. They have clinched it. And uh, this week's game against the 49ers means absolutely nothing. Christian McCaffrey will not play. Uh, he's got a little minor calf strain. And now the conversation is, do you, should I, we even play Matt Stafford? Should we just make sure he's healthy for the playoffs? And I think if you're Sean McVay, you're, you're probably not going to say what you're going to do, but I would be super surprised if the Rams are throwing out Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford and Puka for an extended period of time. I think the Rams smart to settle and, 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 and get ready for the playoffs. If it doesn't matter, if it, does, if it has no bearing on where we play or whether we move up or down in the standings, you better not play Matt Stafford. Mm. You better not play Puka Nakua. You better not play Cooper Cup. You okay. better roll out. You better roll out my MVP and let him get his feet wet. Yeah, that's what you better do. My yeah. dog Carson Wentz better be taking the field come Sunday. Because you, if there's no reason to move, if there's no way to move up or down, and if unless you have some type of a contract incentive to hit on snaps or touchdowns or receiving yards or whatever. You're one of those four or five guys we just named. Don't put them out there. You don't need to yeah. let treat this as a bye week for some of these guys and let some of your, your backup guys get their legs wet, get a, get a couple of uh, more reps than they normally would so that they can be ready. If they're called on come playoff time. Cause this may, this is the weakest. This is by far. I'm trying to think of another. This may be the weakest year I think I've seen for a NFC playoff run. Other than the year, I think the Seahawks were like seven and nine. Or oh, yeah. seven. That was the, I think they were seven. That was that was Beast Mode was born that year, weren't they? They won that game Correct. losing record. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think that was the weakest the playoffs had been up until this year. Because this is this is bad. And it, it's funny the records because, are 500. Uh, 
Yeah, it's funny here too because you see Minnesota and Atlanta are still technically alive, even though they have the same record as the Bears, who are officially eliminated because of the way tiebreakers work. So here's your top six right now: San Francisco, they clinched the one seed. That's done. Uh, Dallas and Philadelphia, because Dallas was gifted a victory on Saturday night, uh, they're now battling for that NFC East. Uh, Detroit, and let's at, at some at some point let's at some point let's get to what happened to Dallas in the next segment. But yes, yeah, yeah, Tampa. It's funny because you're right. Here's the here's the NFC South again, dude. A and eight. They're gonna have oh you know maybe a nine win team, maybe not. Uh, maybe an eight win team will win the South because it's been bad. And but Tampa's still alive. New Orleans still alive. Atlanta's still alive. So yeah, you're, I think you're absolutely right, Brian. I think the NFC's. It's very top heavy. I think we know the, the top four teams, and I don't think and, that you believe and, in one of those and top I'm a, four. And, I'm a, and here we go. I wouldn't say the top is even that heavy. And now that you know your MVP, Trent Williams, ain't always right, the top team ain't really the top team because they've been exposed to Tad. So yeah. if, if I'm looking at this from the seventh seed and I get in, I got a chance. If I'm the Rams, because I didn't believe this before. If I'm the Rams now, as of today, I'm looking at that board and I'm going, well, we play, we play San Francisco well. We played them a bunch of times, so we have them measured. Everybody else, we can get them. I mean, look at what's happening in Philly. We can get them. Oh, man, the, Philly's whoever, whoever wins the NFC South, they might be the underdog against the Rams. Like, that's how bad the situation is. So and Stafford's gone on the road before, and he's and he's played road playoff games. So I, I as I'm watching this, I'm I'm looking and I'm going, oh boy, we might have one of these weird years where somebody gets to the Super Bowl like the Lions, and you go, how'd you, how'd that happen? Yeah, yeah. I think right now, I think people believe in the Ravens, and that's about it. Like that is about that's it. it. I don't really. That's it. So. Yeah, we but yeah, let's get into this set, this Cowboys thing because I have an update on that, Browner. A very fascinating update, and I think it's a shocking update about what's happened with that end of the Cowboys Lions game. Talk about that. All right, everybody, welcome back to Kaplan and Crew with just the crew, Grande and Browner. Scott is back on Monday. He's up in um Mammoth getting his uh his ski on. So he'll be back Monday. We got you guys for this short week. Uh, we are brought to you by Prize Picks, and I got to bring Browner in on this. Browner, if you had to put a guess, I guess you could open the app and just tell us how successful was your holiday Prize Picks week? Gross. Not very good at all. I'm down to fifty cent. Oh wow. <laughs> I uh, down to fifty cent because I'm a big better. I do like that. I'm, I'm a six pick kind of guy. I don't really want to waste my time doing, you know, one or two do picks. I, do. I don't want to. Yeah. When winning forty bucks don't really do nothing for me. So whenever I'm whenever I'm on prize picks, it's it's fifteen and up. So last night I had I had a, probably fifteen hundred dollars on that game in winnings I could have had, and it Ooh. just didn't go my way. It just didn't go my way. That's all right. I'm a reload. I'm definitely reloading. So. Well, if you are reloading, uh, I hope it's in time for people to to get it. it today's Taco Tuesday. The John Morant special, 15% off his picks, more or less 22 and a half points against the San Antonio Spurs tonight. That's the Taco Tuesday deal. And under specials, Browner, how about a little combo for you? Steph Curry and Caitlin Clark, more or less than 63 and a half points tonight. 
Hmm. Caitlin Clark taking on Michigan State, and Golden State is taking on the Orlando Magic. What was what's the number again? 63 and a half. Under. Less. Under. Less. All right. Way less. Because Curry's not been playing well lately. And Caitlin Clark just broke another record. So she might, you know, just a 25 point night for Caitlin Clark. And and I don't see and and Orlando's got really good guards and they've been good this year. So I would go under that. All right. Well, there you go. Pricepicks.com slash great friends. Uh, for all first-time users that use that link or you scan the QR code, they will match your deposit up to $100, pricepicks.com slash greatfriends. Uh, sign up today. Get started if you haven't. It. It's super fun. And my favorite part about all this, Browner, uh, it's legal in California. It's legal Hey-o. in California. So what more can you say about that? Saturday night, JB, uh, controversy erupted in the NFL when the Lions uh, – tied the game or didn't tie the game they were down by one (laughs) went for two point uh they threw it to a big guy and they called uh illegal formation or illegal touching because he didn't declare himself as eligible and now there's been footage of two lions players telling the ref i am eligible i am number 68 that's me i'm eligible and guess who catches a two-point conversion uh they don't get it they call penalty here's where i get a little confused this is where i was telling um some buddies of mine on Sunday, JV. Why didn't you just kick the extra point at that point then? When you got pushed back five yards and you're at the seven, why did Dan Campbell just not kick the extra point? It's because he wanted to prove a point. I think he was pissed off. I think he was angry. He was like, I'm going to go for it and I'll lose this game. So I go to his press conference and just completely go after these officials. Uh, and here's your update. That same crew that was on prime time on Saturday night, referee Brad Allen, you would assume, let's just kind of put these guys on a game that doesn't matter. You know, maybe let's just put them on whatever game. Oh, no. That same crew, they'll be working the Steelers-Ravens game on national television on Saturday. Look, let me very, from all accounts, I'm, Everything I've heard, again, I don't know jack squat about the quality level of referees being graded. But they say Allen is a very good referee, according to all, according to everybody who knows anything about this. You messed up, bro. Just say you messed up. Don't lie to compound the mess up. You didn't see him come and ask, say, tell you he's eligible because that was the whole part. They were trying to be sneaky about it. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you missed it. So if Dan Campbell told you before the game, hey, this is one of our trick plays, we're going to do this. They then tell you, hey, here's that trick play we were going to do. They do it and then they execute it. Somebody throws a flag when y'all huddle up. Go, oh, wait, no, they told us about this. Wait, so who, what, what? Okay, well, no, just pick the flag up. Because that made the NFL look like this was a, it was rigged for the Cowboys. Because that game, a standalone game, the Monday night crew, today all the cameras and all the fixings, they had that at every single angle. And it just made the NFL look horrible. It made the inaccountability of the officials look horrible the fact that every player 
or the main players have to go to a microphone. The fact that Dan Campbell and, and Jared Goff had to go to a microphone and withhold their comments. But a referee doesn't have to do the exact same thing when yeah. his call is just as important as any other play in the game. Doesn't sound, it doesn't seem to appear to be correct. It doesn't appear to be fair. And in this, in this day, day and age in sports, with so much money involved in sports and the league being tied to gambling, you cannot have that man not face the exact same reporters that these players are and these coaches are facing. So the NFL needs to get on that because that was a bad call. He made a mistake. And instead of come instead of fixing the mistake and just saying, hey man, I messed up. I didn't I, I didn't see it. He then came out after the game and said the exact same explanation that he gave to Dan Campbell. He said it to pool reporters, which to me, you're now trying to cover up your mistake when there are too many cameras on that game to do so. It's okay to make a mistake. That's the human error involved when you have officiating or umpiring or referees. So that's baked into it. We know that that's going to be there. But just say you made a mistake, man, and they're not doing that. And that's what it compounds the entire situation. What's funny is that he, number 68 was with the one that reported eligible. That's what right. everybody said. That's what that's what Campbell said. That's what Goff said. That's what he said. And then exactly. it's funny because like there is audio of him saying to because you know they go on the mic, oh number whatever is reported mm -hmm. eligible. He said the wrong number. So I don't know if he just heard it wrong, but there's audio you can hear him say number 70 is reported eligible. So does that mean now the Cowboys are just defending number 70 instead of even worrying about 68? And that's why 68 scored. Correct. There was clearly mistakes made. Whether the Lions mm -hmm. were trying to purposely confuse the Cowboys, I don't think they were trying to confuse the ref. That wouldn't make any sense to me. Right. So I, I think it's it's it is fascinating to me because a lot of times what the NFL does when they do not agree with what the ref did, they subtly tell the public by burying them or not assigning them a game the next week. But in this case, the NFL clearly is doubling down and they're putting them right back into the next primetime game on Saturday at 1.30 against Steelers and Ravens. Unless... Now I'm gonna tell you this because this now here come conspiracy brain because you know I don't like right, the Cowboys. If that loss had to happen to the Cowboys in that fashion and not the Lions, and now the Lions don't have an opportunity to move up and have home two home playoff games if they continue to win, and the Cowboys now have an opportunity because of what happened with the Eagles to win the division. If all mm. that had not transpired because the Cowboys lost on that call. Jerry Jones would make sure that that referee is doing peewee games. Yeah. Okay. He out, he, he cooked, but, and that's the difference. The lions don't have that hammer that the Cowboys do. And that's why, and that's why I think that you got the result that you did. Cause if that were the Cowboys, the shoe was on the other foot and the Cowboys had cooked up this play and the refs knew about it. Even if he would have made the same mistake, if everything would have been the same, they'd have picked up that flag. They'd have picked up that flag, man, and they didn't, and it went the way it did because it was the Cowboys. They were at home. It was Jimmy Johnson night. There was too many things going on for the Cowboys to just be beat by the Lions because that's what happened. The Cowboys got beat by the Lions. I don't want to hear this trash about, oh, it was 21 seconds left. 
and the Lions only would have been up by one. The Cowboys were getting manhandled, manhandled in the second half of that game. And they just, the Lions won the game and the referees took it away from them. So yeah. that's, that's what, that's I what it feels like. Happen. That's what it feels like too. That is definitely what it feels like that it feels like the Lions won that game and the refs took it away from them. That's mm -hmm. exactly. And then yes. you compound that with the fact that the Eagles just blow it yeah. against the Cardinals the yeah, next day. Yeah. And now that that's even bigger because now the Cowboys are in position. If they beat the commanders, to they win, win the, the division. division. Which is just absolutely like soul crushing. If you're a Philly fan right now, you've been playing so terrible all of a sudden. Quarterback doesn't look all that healthy. AJ Brown's all pissed off. He's not saying a single word to the media. The coach, people are calling the coach a fraud now because of his play calling. Just looks just weird. It is just like that is about as brutal as it gets, man. Brutal. Bro, listen. If you're an Eagles fan, pipe down, bro. You're still what ten and eleven and what eleven and four? Right, that's five. what it is. Eleven and eleven. You're still eleven and five. You still got a chance. I. This is just the overreaction of the football community. Now the coaches are fraud when they got took you to the super when they got took you to the Super Bowl yeah. last year. Well, it's Philly now too. The, the like coaches, they, you know, they're not why? really like the they're not really the uh, let's just take a step back and relax and try and figure out what's happening. Some, That's not really what they do. Some cities don't deserve good teams. They just don't. And Philly's one of them. You don't, de you don't deserve, they deserve the Phillies because they rock out for them. But mm -hmm. that this, this, this nature and this attitude that now the team's not. Now I could have told you that I was never the biggest fan of Jalen Hurts. I've always said that. I've always thought he's a less athletic version of Dak Prescott. These one yard touchdown runs he consistently gets that people want to, you know, put it on the stat mm -hmm. sheet as now he's an MVP front runner. I've been saying this for a while. And now that he's hurt and he makes all this money now. So when you make a lot of money as a quarterback, check and see the Kansas City Chiefs, you start losing things in certain areas. And so now the way that they looked unbeatable last year with their pass rush and the way that they looked unbeatable to start the year this year, now they seem to have come back down to earth. He's a little banged up. Clearly, the ball's not going where it needs to now all of a sudden. The secondary on the Eagles is atrocious because the pass rush isn't what it once was because they got some injuries on their front line. And voila, here you have it. Yeah, yeah. And so the idea that they're now imploding, they're just hurt. They're just hurt. And that's what happens in football, man. If you yeah. make it to the Super Bowl – the next year, it's going to be harder on these dudes' bodies because they break down. And in a broken-down body season, they're still 11-5. and five. Relax. So who's going to win the MVP then? Lamar Jackson. It, it, it should be Christian McCaffrey. It won't. But it will be Lamar Jackson because the, for him to go to San Francisco, curb stomp them, have Miami come up to Baltimore, then they get curb stomped. And he just looked. The, against Miami, that was perfection. Yeah, that is what a perfect quarterback game looks like. And what they did in San Francisco against Brock Purdy, once Trent Williams wasn't around, wink, mm -hmm. wink. They all of a sudden now they're not the same. And Lamar made that that San Francisco 49er defense look average, and they have Hall of Famers on it. And he had them dudes out there not knowing which way to go. So. He's the MVP because he's done it, and it's a quarterback award, and they need to change it 
They need to remove the MVP and just make it like uh, some give it make the Tom Brady like award. The Cy or Young, correct. Separate. That that's not is it because Christian McCaffrey has been the best player in the NFL this year. He's carried the 49ers. He's made that offense go, and I just it it does him a disservice for him not to see not to receive some type of overall award from the NFL for the season that he put in because he has been truly spectacular and it'll be washed out because Lamar Jackson had a fantastic end of the season. Yeah. I, I, I Listen, I do think that because of who they beat and how they beat them, that Lamar will get it. I do find it very yeah. fascinating, though, when you look at the top three quarterbacks that have thrown the, the, the leaders of touchdowns this year. It's about your nightmare, Browner. Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, and Jordan Love. Top three quarterbacks for most pass touchdowns this season. Bro, Jordan Love to start this year, people was ready to throw him out. Oh, he can't play. He's terrible. Mm -hmm. And here we are at the end of the year. It's my nightmare. It's my nightmare. Is it? But again, you have to – this has been a down year. See, I love it. I love it. Book him. Give him a a five-year deal, five fifty million a year. Do it. Do it, please, because I don't think he's good. I think he's okay. I think he's serviceable. But if you don't have the right weapons around him, what does that mean? <laughs> Down he goes to Pac-Man yeah. sign when the, when the Pac-Man hits one of the, the ghosts. Yeah. That's well, what's going to happen to Jordan Love. You need to you Montez Sweat needs to sack up about ten times this week, and you guys just need to put this away. I don't care if it's the Seahawks. I don't care if it's I don't care who makes it. Just as long as it's not the Packers, you need to you need to do that, please. I this is this is going to this is a statement game for Justin Fields. This is a statement game for Matt Eberflus. This is a we want to keep our jobs game for all for the main two people in the Chicago Bears organization that are facing, that are front-facing people being the head coach and the quarterback. So I think you're going to see a lights-out game from Justin Fields because the Packers' defense hasn't been great this year. And in addition to that, you're going to see a Bears defense now with a pass rusher and a healthy secondary against Jordan Love, who, by the way, they I think they picked him twice uh, week one. They just didn't. For whatever reason, they they couldn't score, and so now they can score, and their yeah. defense is actually playing better. So I I'm ready. I'm buckled in, and it's oh, only man. Monday, and it's in Lambo, and it's going to be 28 degrees and snowing like it was against Atlanta, and it was uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. You know that Matt right. Lafleur's never lost to the Bears. First time for everything, baby. That's what I love about. That's what I love about these type of statistics. That ain't gonna be yeah. good forever. Remember, Patrick Mahomes didn't lose in, for the month of whatever, and they tripped over that. So I, I love it when that stat comes mm-hmm. out. I love it. I love it. All right. The odds are not All in right. favor of that continuing. God, man, uh, I'm so glad I didn't watch Sunday night. I don't even know what the final score was. I just know it wasn't good, but whatever. All right, Brown. It's time for highlight of the day. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really. Hi. All right, y'all, pay attention because we got a new promo code. First time for 2024. The new promo code is Better Bud. Better Bud. Spend a minimum of $75. Get 20% off your purchase at Tory and California Holistics with the promo code Better Bud. Better Bud. Everybody got that? Learn it. Learn it. Appreciate it. Know it. 
All you got to do is go to CapitanCruz.com, click the Tory Holistics logo, or scan the QR code if you're watching right now, and you get the promo code better. But all right, Brown. Uh, yesterday, I had no idea this was happening, or else I, I think I would have tried to go to this. Screw the college football playoff. Monday Night Raw at Pachanga Arena last night, dude. Did you see this? I did. I saw this, yeah. Did you see The Rock make his return to WWE? Finally, The Rock has come back to San Diego. That was, I didn't even know The Rock was still part of the WWE, but I guess, I listen, I don't watch WWE, but I tell you this. A few years ago, a long time ago, actually, they did a non-televised event. Mm-hmm. And you remember Jimmy Sheen? We just yeah. saw him at the... Dude, he gave me front row tickets to go to this thing. And I know it wasn't on TV, but The Big Show, Rey Mysterio, like, like a lot of big names are still wrestling. Bro, The Big Show fell on my feet. It was the most fun I think ah. I've ever had like it, when you're in front row, like ringside, dude, ringside, right. I'm right there. And big slow was big show was slapping fools on the chest. And you're just like, oh my God, that I'm telling you, if I would have known, I don't know how I missed it. If I would have known, I would have gone to this thing last night because wrestling in person is amazing. I don't watch it anymore on TV. You grew up watching it, but damn, I'm so, I have so much FOMO. And then the rock came out uh-huh. the rock. Let me tell you something. I was such a big WWF fan to the point where I, I'm pretty sure you probably did this too as a kid. You couldn't afford the championship belt, so you made your own out of aluminum foil. Mm. Like mm-hmm. that's how much of a wrestling fan I was as a kid. And I tell you what, bro, when they took the F out, I got the F out. I I you got out of there, huh? I got out of there, brother. One, one, two things happened. I realized it was fake. Sorry. And then they took the F out, and I was like, what What is happening here? And then as an adult man, you learn about Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And as an adult man, you kind of learn about the people behind the the, the WWF or the WWE now. And you just kind of, you go, ah, yeah, I'm not giving my money to that. So I I haven't been tuned into it at all. But when Jim Sheehan and they used to come to town uh, as the promotions director, you would get tickets to this. And normally, now if I was still in it, I would go, but I had a couple of friends who, when they came, they wouldn't stop calling me until I got them tickets for me. So, mm-hmm. shout out. Yeah, dude, that, that was really cool to see. I, I didn't watch any of it on TV, but I did was watching on Twitter. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's San Diego. That And WWE is kind of like the UFC. When they roll into town, they'll turn any arena into something dope. Like, they bring so oh, much yeah. stuff. I couldn't, you couldn't even tell it was Pachanga. You're like, that's Pachanga? Then you look at, like, the big, bold, 18 to the top. and you're like yeah like okay yeah that's pachanga arena for sure so that's it. anyways and by the way john cena started following a padres twitter people john cena now follows me on twitter so shout out to you john Maybe cena that. i don't know why but right. i saw that shout out look shout out to you john cena right. i do like that show peacemaker on hbo bring back season two let's go so far brown so if you're listening on a uh, radio uh there's more to come if you're watching on youtube it is time to get uncensored We're back. First show in the books. I felt rusty as fuck. To, not going to be honest. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I felt rusty. Not going to be honest. Now. You're going to sound I'm, not, hey, I'm still rusty. Up. Still rusty, dude. 
when I did the pre-roll, I was like, fuck, I haven't spoken it out this loud in about a week. So uh, I felt definitely the rust coming off as we were going up, but definitely felt it, Browner, felt it. My butt's numb from sitting here. I haven't sat this long for about 10 days, man. That's why I'm struggling the most of the sitting. Sitting? That, yeah. That's, sitting is the hardest yeah. part of, of yeah. today for me. Uh, what I do, I need I need y'all help. All right, listen, people in the challenge, I know some of you motherfuckers out there think y'all run the chat, oh. but listen. Ooh. Okay. I'm back. I want y'all to know something. I need whoever out there. I need y'all to create a, a Death Row Records logo with Kaplan and crew on it. Okay? I This is what I need y'all to come through for your boy. Okay? A Death Row Records, like the logo, will put Kaplan and crew on there. And I'm going to put it up back here somewhere. All right? Because when White should come back, we got a lot of talking to do. There's a lot of shit that there's a lot of shit that's gonna need to be discussed because I tell you we the renegades in this motherfucking business, man. We the renegades. Mm. We got it. This is mm. what we do. We the straight talkers. But I I'm not involved. My name ain't in those articles. Here's this because there's a lot of shit that's happening. There's a lot of things being said. Even today, there's a lot of shit being said. That you know, yeah. more questions, more questions. I have no idea you're talking about. I have no idea we're talking about. I listen, me personally, me personally, I fuck with a lot of people. Like I fuck with Adam Clone. I ain't never had no problems with him. I see him, I say hi. We do a little back and forth. I nothing but respect. And this is this is just some professional shit. Like I like the guy. I never had no problems with him. Met with him a couple of times. Just you know, just back and forth. No no job opportunities. None of that. Just meeting with him. Y'all know I fuck with Ben and Woods. Paul's my guy. I already told y'all how I feel about Craig Gelston and Annie. So I ain't got no smoke. I ain't got no smoke with them folks. But man, hmm. it's a lot of it's a lot of news. A lot of news. A lot of local news. A lot of, I lot of really, chitty chatty. I really don't pay attention to anything you're talking about. I probably should. Listen, listen, a lot of chitty chatty, man. A lot of chitty chatty. Tell you what? Yeah, it's interesting when you see people who have their detractors, how they come out when something don't go their way. Mm. That's all. Mm. I still don't know what you're talking about. Speaking in code. I guess right so. <laughs> I guess so, dude. Uh, I'm going to work on this death row records thing. I'm going to give you my, my knockoff version. Oh, yeah, see please do. I'm going to put it up right behind me. See what I can do. We gotta See come up I with some. We gotta do. come up with some catchy names. Yeah, that's interesting. I just found the the font, kinda, <laughs> kinda, kinda. <laughs> All right. All right. So well, I'm out of here. Let's get, let's get the fuck out of here. Shout right. out. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow. And uh, life. I, I'm gonna make Scott check in. Radio life. I'm not gonna yeah, give him the whole yeah. fucking week off, dude. We're gonna make nah, him check in. He don't want it. He don't want it. He would love to come in and do a segment and then get the fuck out of I know. here. Trust me. He would love to be doing the show right now, but his girlfriend's not letting him. So uh, we'll radio. talk to everybody instead tomorrow. Of, We're back. Thug, instead of thug life, radio life, motherfuckers. Mm. All right, y'all. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace.